Blog Talk Radio. This is the national premiere Soccer League show hosted by Daniel Feuerstein, the show dedicated to the NPSL club and the fans. Your host, Daniel Feuerstein. Good evening, National Premier Soccer League fans. Welcome back to the NPSL Soccer Show here. back and doing this show to talk about the National Premier Soccer League, their clubs, the players, the front office, the people that make this league go completely bonkers, and it is another fantastic season of the NPSL Soccer League in 2022. Of course, we've had some great runs in the Open Cup with these NPSL teams, and we got another fantastic NPSL season going on in 2022. I am coming to you from the temporary studios of uh, my hospital room here at St. Mary's in Passaic, New Jersey. Uh, Of course, uh, I've said on Twitter that I'm back in the hospital. I had to take care of some uh, infection problem again that's crept up, but don't worry. This time, no cancellations, no nothing. This will happen and the show is on right now and I'm so glad to be back on the air with everyone here that follows the National Premier Soccer League. It's been a tough couple of months for me, of course, uh, with my uh, meta- with my health issues, but uh, it's on the way towards being better. It's on the way being excellent and I am very, very happy that things are improving for myself. But once again, this is a great time because the NPSL soccer show is back on the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. Let's go ahead and take a look at the standings right now in the NPSL in the East uh, region in the Southeast Conference. We've got North Alabama in first place with eight points. Second place, the Georgia Revolution tied on points with Appalachian FC with seven. And it's a plus seven for Georgia being in second and then in third place, you have, excuse me, fourth place, uh, Apothos FC, who have five points, along with uh, LSA Atletico Lanier. Uh, of course, uh, even on the differential is Apothos, ahead of Atletico Lanier. And then, in your, of course, last place, uh, no points, Georgia Storm in the North Atlantic conference Hartford City FC in first place with 10 points second place Vallejo FC with seven third place Kingston Stockade with five New York Shockers in fourth place with four and they are on a plus two in differential then Cedar Stars uh, also with four points but minus six on the differential and with only two points Syracuse FC in the mid-Atlantic re, uh, conference Northern Virginia Royals right now. They have uh, a game in hand. They have six points because the Alexandria Reds in second place uh, with seven points, but North again 
Northern Virginia United with a match in hand, so they are currently ahead, uh, being undefeated at 2-0. and FC Frederick in third, also with six points. In fourth place, Virginia Beach City FC. They have four points, and uh, with nothing to show for on points, First State FC, but they are minus three on the differential. Last place, Grove Soccer United, also no points, minus nine on the differential, so they are behind by minus six. In the Keystone Conference, my God, it is stacked with tons of sides from Pennsylvania and from New Jersey, and my goodness, it looks pretty, pretty tight here. Philadelphia Ukraine Nationals, since coming to the NPSL, Undefeated at 3-0, and nine points all the way. Electric City Shock in second place, seven points, plus four in the differential. Westchester United uh, also with seven points, with a plus two on the differential. FC Motown in place with seven points, plus two in the differential. And they are holding on pretty tightly, and they have, of course, one game played more than West. Chester United and Electric City Shock, and that's why those two sides are in their respective second and third place positions. Hershey FC in fifth place with five points. And in sixth place, Jackson Lions with three points with a plus one on the differential. And then you have Philadelphia Lone Star FC also with uh, three points with uh, plus one on the differential. Torch FC in eighth place minus one on the differential, and with only one point, you have the Pennsylvania Classics, FC Monmouth, and Atlantic City FC. Tough to see Atlantic City FC at the bottom of this conference, but you know what? It's a rough and tough conference we're seeing with tons of sides, and they're battling it out for supremacy in that conference. In the Midwest, in the Rust Belt, Conference Cleveland SC undefeated three and zero with nine points. Pittsburgh Hotspurs second place with six points. Uh, FC Buffalo in third place with four points with a minus one on the differential. Akron City FC also in four points with a minus three on the differential. And Erie Commodores in dead last. That Rust Belt Conference is tough, tough, tough to play in for the NPSL in the Northern Conference. Duluth FC undefeated with 12 points and one match in hand as Med City FC is up with 13 points with the one draw. They're also undefeated. Minnesota Twin Stars with six points with a minus five on the differential. Joy St. Louis Park in fourth place also with six points with a minus six on the differential. Dakota Fusion FC with fifth place and four points minus three on the differential. And uh, also with a match in hand, Minneapolis City SC, they are also four points with a minus three differential. But once again, Dakota Fusion with a match in hand, Sioux Falls Thunder with three points and ahead on the differential with a minus one. And LC Aris FC also with three points, but also three minus three on the differential. The Great Lakes region, we have Muskegon Risers. Undefeated at nine points. FC Columbus in second place with uh, three points with two matches in hand over Carpathia FC, who are currently with six points. FC Milwaukee Torrent with three points. 
And unfortunately for Panathinaikos Chicago, two matches in the loss column, and they still have some games to go, but don't worry. We'll see what happens. In the south region, in the Gulf Coast, Jacksonville Armada under 23s, currently undefeated, 13 points leading that conference. Southern State Sucker Club with nine points with a plus six on the differential. Florida Roots in third place with also nine points with minus two on the differential. Um, Pensacola FC has seven points, but New Orleans Jesters, who have six points, they have the match in hand, and that's why they are in fourth, and Pensacola is in fifth. Tallahassee SC in sixth place with two points, and unfortunately, with only two matches played, AFC Mobile with no points at all. In the Lone Star Conference, Corinthians SC of San Antonio. They are undefeated right now with 16 points in first place. Laredo Heat, ooh, second place, 13 points. FC Brownsville, third place with nine points. Irving FC also with nine points, even though Denton Diablos ahead of them on the matches played by two. So they have two matches in hand. They have seven points. Lubbock Matadors SC also in seven points with a plus seven on the differential. Sixth place, Austin United. They have four points in seventh place. In eighth place, Fort Worth Vaqueros with three points. And then, of course, CF10 Houston FC and Coyotes FC both with a point each, both with minus 11 on the differential there at the bottom of the Lone Star Conference. And the Sunshine the Sunshine Conference, Miami United FC, uh, first place with nine points, three-way tie for second place, Naples United with six points plus two on the differential, Miami Beach Club de Football, also six points with a plus three on the, dif- uh, excuse me, plus one on the differential, and my- Naples United is a plus seven on differential, so I read that section wrong, Miami Beach Club de Football, plus one on the differential. And then with uh, those teams with matches in hand, uh, Central Florida Panthers in fourth place. Even though they have six points, they are plus two on the differential. Miami Dutch Lions in fifth place with three points. And not looking good is Magia with nothing to show for. Just zero points with a minus 11 goal differential in the heartland. Conference Tulsa Athletic, big lead right there, 16 points in first place. Sunflower State FC, second place, 10 points with a plus one on the differ, plus six, excuse me, on the differential. OKC 1889 FC with 10 points plus three on the differential. Demise NPSL in fourth place with eight points. Arkansas Wolves in fifth place with uh, three points, and they have a minus five on the differential. Club Atletico St. Louis in also with three points, with a minus 11 on the differential. And Rain FC in dead last, unfortunately, with a point moving forward. Going to the west, the Golden Gate Conference, Sacramento Gold FC in first place, 19 points. This is a tight one here, I tell you. El Farolito in second place with 18 points. Napa Valley in third place with 15 points. FC Davis with 10 points with a minus three with a match in hand. As Oakland SC have 11 points with a minus three on the differential. 
Contra Costa FC, also 10 points, but a plus four on the differential. Academica SC, 10 points. 10 points on uh, Academica SC with the plus two on the differential. Sonoma County FC Seoul, six points with a uh, minus 12 on the differential. And the Oakland Stompers right now, two points, but not looking good. In the Pacific Conference, SC Brave Lions, 12 points. International Portland Select with nine points. Crossfire Redmond right now, two points, along with Las Vegas Legends. One for OSA Seattle. FC Arizona, three points. And, and so far, PDF FC Tacoma. And Sarah Spokane is, uh, is uh, zero points with the NPSL. Those three teams at the bottom have not played a match yet. We don't know what's going to happen there, but we'll find out when they uh, move forward going in. And so we'll see what happens here moving forward into this season. But that is your current standings of the National Premier Soccer League. And it's going to be a fun one, as always. And we're going to see what will happen moving forward here with this season once again. And it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be exciting. And I cannot wait for this season to get to the end when we get to the playoffs. But I will say this. This is going to be a lot of fun. And cannot wait to cannot wait to have this season conclude with all the excitement and all the action when we get to the playoffs. So once again, the NPSL Soccer Show back here on the air. Once again, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be exciting. And boy, oh boy, are we going to enjoy ourselves here in this one. I am excited to be back on the air with every one of you, and I'm just tickled in pink to say that it's going to be exciting to watch. We've got a lot of stories to talk about, a lot of fun things to discuss, and very, very soon in this full lineup, it's going to be excellent. It's going to be excellent, it's going to be fun, and I cannot wait to get this thing started and uh, it should be it should be fun time, ladies and gentlemen, here on the NPSL Soccer Show as we get ready to talk about your favorite clubs that are on the docket for tonight. And starting off as we await for his arrival, uh, he has taken over for Sachi Hot for FC Motown. He is a uh, currently the player coach of this club, and that is, of course, the uh, former New York Red Bull defender, now defender for FC Motown, and that is uh, Gideon Ba, who I had the pleasure of talking to 
many, many uh, seasons ago when he came over to the New York Red Bulls to play. Of course, he was involved in the historical 7-0 victory over New York City FC at Yankee Stadium. He scored the last goal of that uh, of that match. And just excuse the beeping. It's the nurse checking my vital signs. Don't worry about it. As we get ready for this big, big show. As we get ready. And gotta say, gotta say, this is going to be a big time uh, moment here for Mr. Ba getting involved and uh, just waiting for him to call so we can go ahead and have some fun. And we're going to have some fun here. And, and once again, once again, just, you know, uh, really a fun moment when you see a club like FC Motown in the Open Cup that has really done a lot to climb in, not so much the standings, of course, but of course, Having those moments to being a uh, a top tier side, ready to go, ready to uh, and be one of those teams in the league as well as one of those teams in the Northeast area to go out and show why they are one of the best teams in the league and in their region. And they're going to try and do it again. You know, they went the furthest. Uh, they were the furthest lower division club uh, in the amateur ranks. They got the prize money uh, to go and earn that. And as you saw in the standings, you know, that I... Uh, Wrote that I went off on you. I mean, look, Philadelphia Ukraine Nationals, Electric City Shock, Westchester United, FC Motown, Hershey FC, Jackson Lions, Philadelphia Lone Star, Torch FC, Pennsylvania Classics, FC Monmouth, Atlantic City FC. I mean, that is that is a big time lineup of clubs in one conference that you have to say it's going to be tough slogging to try and get results and boy oh boy are they in a great position to probably make the playoffs if they can and if they do and you know what you gotta say at least at least for this FC Motown side they're at it again now obviously Sachi Hot no longer with FC Motown, and I just want to say uh, congratulations to him for his future endeavors. Hopefully he'll be able to go out and uh, succeed somewhere else. But you know what? You can tell he put his, his stamp on this team. Sachi Hot put a stamp on this team. 
he what he wanted to get out of it, and he did a great job. Of course, let's not forget the one final he got that club into, and uh, sadly, unfortunately, lost at home to Miami FC too. But once again, it's a situation where it's got to be, uh, you know, he's got to get it out there. He's got to go out there, and he's got to prove. Uh, for FC Motown, FC Mo, you know, now that it's being run by Gideon Ba, uh, what they're doing, and I think right now with Ba, I think they're handling themselves pretty good. Uh, still waiting for Mr. Ba to come on the show and uh, call in and uh, see uh, what's going on. And uh, once again, talking about uh, this FC Motown side, this is going to be a really good one. This is going to be a, a hard-fought uh, season for them uh, with those brand-new clubs. And once again, it's a situation where you just have to say, you got to know who and who not to mess with. you got to know who you got to face and how you're going to face them and what's going to happen. And you know what? Once again... It's a situation and uh, we'll just have to wait and see what's going to happen. And uh, once again, we're just waiting for Mr. Ba, Gideon Ba, to call in. And uh, uh, talk about the club and talk about his time being back uh, in the New York, New Jersey area. And we'll see what happens moving forward. And that's all you can really say and do. Got to hope for the best. And you got to hope and see what's going to happen. But once again... This is going to be a big-time moment for FC Motown to get back into its winning ways. And so far, I think they've been doing it. They've been doing it, and they're showing it. You can see in the standings, and they got some, probably some good players moving forward. And now they're probably doing some things a little bit different now. And who knows? Maybe Bob will uh, step down as a player and continue on as a coach. But we'll have to wait and see what the situation will bring. And we'll have to wait and see what's going to happen with Motown going down the, uh, down the pipeline. So, once again, it's a situation, that's, uh, it's a situation that we have at the moment. And we're just... Waiting to see what's going to happen. And you just have to sit back, relax, and take it easy. But once again, it's a situation where this team is uh, really 
really going to make some noise, as they always do. And you have to say that FC Motown is going to be a big, big time team in this region, as they always have been. And hopefully they can qualify again for the Open Cup for next year, and we'll wait and see what happens then. But until then, um, for FC Motown, they're doing pretty good. And once again, it, it's a, you know this this Keystone Conference has really you know tons of players, tons of tons of experience and everything. And it's a situation once again where you know you want to see more of these conferences playing hard, playing strong, and you know battling it out, battling it out all over the place. And all you can do is just go for it, tooth and nail, fight for it left and right, and see what's going to happen moving forward. And all you have to say is is that this could be another rough and tumble conference moving forward. And that's what you want to see. That's what you want to see. That's what you want to get. That's what you want to do. And that's the hope. That's the hope. That's the dream. And you see how competitive the MPSL is. You see how greatly competitive the NPSL is. You know it. I know it. We all know it. And everything is going to be working itself out just fine. So hopefully, hopefully, we'll see what the situation will be. And we're going to go see. We will definitely go see what will happen when we have this big, big moment for the NPSL as we move on forward. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, we got more guests on tonight. Uh, coming up next will be Mr. William Portman, who's the uh, right fullback. For Akron City, then we'll have uh, actually a change in the uh, in the program. We will not have uh, Michael Hitchcock. We'll have uh, Mr. Dustin uh, McCorkle, GM of the Matador Lubbock Matadors, uh, Dan Harmon, Director of Soccer Development for the Philadelphia Ukraine Nationals, and JJ Vela, uh, General Manager of Laredo Heat, will be joining us uh, later on in the show. And cannot wait to uh, have this uh, great moment here with uh, some of these players and, uh, and other members of the front office. So we're just getting ready here to uh, talk some more in the NPSL Soccer Show. And it's just going to be absolutely fantastic to have more guests on and to bring back guests to talk about this league and the excitement of this league. And it's just absolutely fun time to talk about it. And cannot wait. Just cannot wait to talk about all of 
this great time that it is, the NPSL season in 2022. Uh, so unfortunately, it looks like we're not going to get Mr. Ba, Mr. Gideon Ba, on the show. Uh, and all you can say is, uh, first of all, congratulations once again to FC Motown uh, for earning the prize from U.S. Soccer as the uh, furthest amateur side to go all the way into the Open Cup, up into round three. And uh, they obviously have earned it and deserved it. And we'll see what happens moving forward. But once again, it is just wonderful to see how this setup for FC Motown has gone, and it is just absolutely wonderful. Wonderful to see that the NPSL once again putting out its best teams out there in the Open Cup and the best teams in their league to fight it out, duke it out, as they go on and have another successful season. Who knows, maybe one day we'll have an MPSL uh, club going all the way to the Open Cup final. One day. We'll see what happens. should be interesting. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, But I got to say, we'll see what happens as we uh, move on into the next round here on the uh, Four Year Scenes Fire American Soccer Show. This is the National Premier Soccer League Show here on uh, Four Year Steens Fire as we prepare and get ready for our next guest. And that will be Mr. William Portman, the right fullback from Akron City, on forward as we get ready to talk about uh, that club and that man. Right now joining us is Mr. William Portman, the right back. For Akron City. William, good evening, and how are Hello. you? Hello. Hello, I'm doing very well, thank you. Just got back from uh, training, from practice. Uh, feeling good. We've got a game tomorrow, so yeah. You're out of breath. The manager must have driven you home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just literally, literally just got through the door. Just in time. Yep. Just in time. So if I can ask you, Mr. Portman, uh, so far, Akron City FC, Akron, Ohio, what is it about Akron, Ohio, that is such a uh, fun place to uh, ply your your football trade and uh, to go out and play in front of those great fans? For me, um, being in Akron and being in Northeast Ohio, the direct connection between soccer in this area for me would be the university, um, Akron Zips, uh, the program and the history that it's got and how prestigious it is. Um, just playing for them has, has connected me with this area of the country um, with with ease, really, because the program's so well-known um, and it's just got it's got a real established hold on the soccer community here. And that's fantastic to hear. And, of course, uh, we all know what's going on in Ohio. We've seen so many in the uh, Ohio, Kentucky area, obviously, with FC Cincinnati, 
the original uh, Columbus crew, many, uh, you know, Cleveland mm-hmm. FC, who's also in your, uh, in, in your conference right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Those matches must be big, big time games against uh, Cleveland SC and those Ohio derbies. Yeah, you could definitely tell that um, at the game just past this weekend. Um, I can, I can, SC fans were there in strong numbers, um, loud and proud um, at St V St Mary's Green Street Stadium. It was, it was a fantastic atmosphere, and it was great to see that people are able to come and see some high quality soccer locally. Um, and you know, there's people were saying in the fans, you know, it's nice being able to watch a high level of soccer and not having to travel down the road to to Columbus and it's right on their doorstep, which is, which is, I can imagine quite refreshing because it's been a while since, especially in summer where there's no college ball, where people can come out and enjoy a day out watching some high level soccer. Absolutely. And, you know, just to say this, um, if I can ask you, um, I mean, how ruckus can the supporters be when uh, you're playing in front of them uh, at their, uh, you know, at your home ground? What, what, what's it like when the visitors come over? Do they get nervous? Do they start sweating when they hear that uh, 12th man in, on the, in the seats against you guys? Uh, quite honestly, not, not yet. We're, we've, we've got quite um, a young family-based crowd that aren't that aren't like you say a big ruckus. Not many. We haven't got many hooligans behind the goal yet, as you might say. <laughs> but um, we are we are a a new club, obviously this season. So we're building our fan base and we're building a following. Um, but I must say that the the Cleveland SC fans is they they were they they brought a good a good crowd and and really helped create a good atmosphere at the game because um, obviously they're just down the road so we we were able to bring bring our fans and their fans and and just create a fantastic atmosphere for spectators and players alike but like tell me about say, your your head coach uh-huh my the the head coach, uh, Akinasi. Yep, yep. Talk, tell me about your head yeah. coach, uh, Kia Zolg. If I can pronounce his name correctly, I promise not to uh, give you $10 for the uh, screw-up jar, but Kia Zolg Harnian. Kia's a fantastic coach. He's, he's well-known in the area. Um a lot of the players that play on the team right now, um, a lot of players on the team right now have played with him. So that's really helped um, ease guys in and, and help create a, a team culture right off the bat because that's one of the most important things when you when you got a new team. Um, he's He's got a really relaxed demeanor, which helps calms me down, especially with players like myself who are quite... quite um, high level energy he helps he helps with player management and helps calm things down a little bit when that needs to be but also he's a passionate coach he loves he loves the game and knowledgeable so he brings a lot to the table and um he's done a good job so far with what little time he's had mhm 
No, that's great to hear. So the majority of the roster, is it based out of the the, uh, the University of Akron, former Zip players, um, or is there also uh, with the rules uh, of MPSO, like, hmm. with the rules of MPSO, the you're only allowed five players from from one college. So we right. currently have um, myself, Renato, uh, Samuel Tega, um Samuel George, who just graduated. So he doesn't actually. He doesn't fit into that category, but was still pre- very recently, previously a Zips player. Connor Lee mm-hmm. and Levi Stevens. And in the same boat, we also have the same boat as Samuel George. We have Cameron Victor in net and Jaden Wright up top. And those two are transferring out, so they also don't count um, as as being part of that college group from Akron. So we're able to get, you know, seven seven or eight guys but only five count but but we've all played together very very cool very nice so where are you originally from if you if you don't mind me asking no i don't that's fine um i am originally from sheffield england um it is the steel city um the first northern city you might say so yeah that's where i'm from Dare I ask, which Sheffield do you support? I <laughs> uh, see most 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 people go straight with say, oh they say oh is it Sheffield Wednesday? And you know I, I, I it makes my skin crawl. But no, I'm a I'm a I'm a Blades fan. Sheffield United through and through. I played I played for him. That's as, what, huh? Um, I played for him as a youngster up until the age of eighteen, just before coming out here. So yeah. I used to watch the games so, and stuff and have a season ticket um, and go to every home game. That's wonderful. See, that's why I have to make sure I know who, which one to talk about because I don't want to make your skin crawl or else the, I'm in trouble. <laughs> no, uh, no, that's <laughs> good practice. Good, yep, absolutely. Uh, if I can say, you know, how happy or surprised were you on the support of the of the game in this country when you made the move over from England? Um, I'm, I was happy that the the college game is where it's at. Um, for, on a personal level, it meant that you know I was coming from um, an elite elite club, an elite academy, and coming over here, the the level here was is so high physically, and the demands at the college game uh, are there. For the major for the majority of the country, um, I was playing in the ACC for the first three years of my college career, um, which is arguably the highest level of college soccer you can play at. Um, mm-hmm. And and it was a shock to the system because a lot of young English guys come over here think they think thinking that um, it, you know they're going to walk in and be the best player there because because England has that reputation and, and America has a reputation of, of being, you know, a, a lesser sport in, in, in soccer because of, because you, you know, you got baseball, football, basketball, without of course. sounding. Uh, so coming over here, a lot of English boys think they're going to have a, have a walk in the park, but I was how, how soccer is growing and the enthusiasm for, for soccer, um, 
and there's there's so much there's so much room to grow and so much potential for soccer to grow and that and that's that's really refreshing coming from coming from it it really uh, is England. it and really is so here, so being in louisville uh-huh. be, being in louisville um the program there's an established program but taking the step up here to akron the there's a there's such a, a strong connection that I never felt down there. There's such a strong connection between this particular area and the university, which also helps um, with its long arms, Akron's long arms, um, reaching out to all different parts of, of, of Akron and reaching out to all the, all the communities. And teams like Akron FC, you know, they, they're both, both the university and this new MPSL club are directly um, working together, you know, sending players back yep. and forth, and, and hopefully that that relationship can grow. Absolutely, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, I am uh, will not partake in this uh, little verbal jab, but if I may ask this question, you know what's going to happen this winter. You know what the situation will be uh, somewhere in the Middle East uh, for that uh, glorious, glorious worldwide tournament that we love to call the Mm -hmm. World Cup, where you know your country and my country are drawn in the same group during the group stage. What will you do and where will you be watching? (laughs) <laughs> that's a good question so for the I think for the majority of the World Cup I'll be in the States but as as, as optimistic as all as, as all Englishmen are I I imagine mm-hmm. we'll be going ahead in the tournament um, leaving you guys behind I'm hoping <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> and uh, Reaching, reaching far down the tournament. So hopefully, I'll be, I'll be back home, celebrating with the rest of my countrymen. But all shall be, uh, all shall be revealed, I guess. Oh, mm-hmm. What you're saying is that there's a certain green that will not be in goal to give up a howler. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, <laughs> that would be. That would be Disastrous if, um, <laughs> if 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 that was replicated. But also, there's no certain green, but there's also no certain density. So, ah, that's very true. That's very true. This is true. He is. He. This is very true. But that's okay because there is a Pulisic, and there will be there is a Pulisic Aronson. and plenty of other talent. Very true. Absolutely. But we he all know what's going to be a extremely talented squad. Yes, we all we all know that both sides will be very extremely talented, and uh, it should be a, a fun one. And we'll see what happens, of course, on uh, Sunday when uh, Ukraine and Wales will fill up that final spot, and we'll see what uh, that uh, full view of Group B will be when we get down there. But finally, if I can ask you this question, um, what makes the Rust Belt Conference so difficult? To, to earn points in, or at least to convert chances. Um, that's a good question. That's a really good question. I would say 
I would say the competitiveness of it, um, everyone on the team, everyone that comes in, everyone's hungry for three points and knows that every every game is so important. And with a relatively short season, um, I, sh- I, I think that all the teams know that each game is, is, is vital and three points is a must because you know that with every game you lose a game and then and then it's like oh well we've only got this amount of games left and the the points are more valuable than they seem but also i i think what would what i would add to that would be that we play a lot because it's a relatively small conference we play a lot of the teams two three times so as, mm-hmm. as anyone that watches sports knows it's it's so difficult to beat a team twice um, and three times in some cases. So everyone knows that every time they step out there on that field, that they got to take their opportunity as it comes. So that's, that's why I would say that that's why it's so competitive. Yeah. Well, William, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Good luck with the rest of the season and hope to have you back on again soon. Take care and have a good evening. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you very much. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Once again, that's – thank you, you, too. That's William Portman, uh, right fullback for Akron City um, FC, and now getting ready to join me next here on the NPSL Soccer Show. It is the general manager of Lubbock Matadors in Mr. Dustin McCorkle. And, Dustin, good evening. Are you there? Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. And the Lubbock – Matadors, uh, you know, big, big town, I believe Lubbock is, uh, hard-nosed town, uh, of course, uh, down in the state of Texas. Uh, first things first, of course, uh, condolences to the situation that happened in Uvalde. Obviously, hopefully it's, um, uh, it's a very tragic situation. Of course, we all are still praying for the families down there and everyone in Texas that has been affected by this terrible moment. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think, uh, you know, Texans are very proud people and um, we all like to, to claim each other as, as our own, no matter what part of the state you're from. So definitely think uh, when anything like that happens in our country, we, we, uh, we all care from all over. But, uh, yeah, it definitely strikes home a little bit more when it's, it's in your own state. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, so Lubbock Matadors, uh, what's it like to work with uh, your, the owner, uh, Mr. Uh, Michael Hitchcock, who is a very busy man, obviously, but once again, uh, and you know, Michael uh, always seems to have the magic touch when it comes to uh, making something special happen in a certain area or town. Yeah, Hitch, uh, as we call him, uh, he is a special person, and you know, him and I had a ton of mutual connections working in the sports world for forever, and I just happened to be in Lubbock. Uh, where he was looking to bring the team and uh, worked out beautifully. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, um, it's about finding the right people to, to work with to make these things come alive. And uh, he's got a great vision. He's uh, amazing to work with. Um, and he works really hard for his people, too. So um, we do really good about talking about what the obstacles are. He's amazing with removing whatever obstacles and challenges we have. Um, but he's a go-getter, and he inspires and. I think that uh, what you've seen in Lubbock in a town where, you know, football, baseball, basketball rules and, and soccer hasn't been really thought of, 
uh, for us to be averaging over 4,000 fans at every single game, um, you know, we've, we've been able to connect and, and do the right things. So it's been a lot of fun working with him and, and bringing this thing to life. I, I mean, you know, you, the Lone Star Conference, obviously filled with tons of talented teams, talented players in Texas. We always talk about the players from New Jersey, the players from St. Louis, from Southern California, you know, and even though Clint Dempsey was just inducted into the Soccer Hall of Fame over in Frisco, which I don't know how far it is Frisco is from Lubbock where FC Dallas is, but, you know, to have him inducted into the Hall of Fame was just absolutely wonderful. And to see how many talented Texans are there, not just, you know, the the white players, but also the, the African American players and the and the American Hispanic American players and all the players that uh make up the youth soccer uh situation in the state of Texas. How big has it really exploded? Yeah, I mean I think it's a great question. Um you know, I grew up in Dallas and soccer is very accessible there. You know, Clint uh was actually he's a he's a West Texas kid. Um, where, where we're out at here in Lubbock. And uh, I think part of bringing this club and the mission out here is that there's a lot of talent that falls off around age 12 here because access to the sport um, is not available unless you have the time or money to travel to, to places like Dallas or Houston to get into tournaments and go play um, and showcase your skill set. So uh, I really believe that the Matadors – uh, the, the mission of the club is to be a um, spotlight for the youth uh, from all walks of life that maybe can't afford access to high-level soccer. Now they have something here local that we can build upon, and they can see that, hey, like I don't have to leave and drive five hours three times a week in order to get um, access to, to coaching and training and development. I'm seeing high-level soccer right here in my hometown. So, I think soccer is growing dramatically, but, you know, we, we have a big problem right now with the, you know, being out in West Texas is like the access to sports just isn't great. And so I think that, you know, we see a lot of people fall off. And the other thing I would say is um, what I love about the game and what you mentioned is, you know, you look on the soccer fields and our, our players that uh, represent us look like the world, right? Um, it's not one demographic of people. And so I, I think that's amazing to say that, hey, we're here to represent each and every single one of you uh, through this sport. And, mm-hmm. you know, the Magicers are doing a good job of, of telling that story. Absolutely. Talk about your head coach, Paul Gilbert. How how big has he been for the Matadors? And, and what, is his, what does he instill in his players? And at the same time, what what is it about his game plan that you love so much that gives you uh, confidence when you go in, match in, and match out? Yeah, uh Coach is amazing. I, I love working with him. He's a he's a great human being. Number one, um, I think that uh, again, what what resonates throughout this club is we work with good people first and foremost. And so uh, we've had a challenge that you know we came online very late and recruitment started very late. Uh, and coach has been able to to identify very quickly what style of play that we wanted to to have. And he's worked all his relationships to find players from all over the world to come to Lubbock, Texas, and and play that style. So I think uh, what I love most about it is the fact that, again, we have a a lot of people in youth soccer out here 
um, but we don't have a lot of people that are very familiar with the game. And his style of play is very much press to score, press um, to possess. And um, I think regardless of whether you know the sport or not, it's a fun style of soccer to watch. And, you know, we ended up putting five in the net uh, last night um, with the 5-0 victory. And, uh, you know, it felt really good. And uh, seeing people at the watch parties uh, enjoying watching it that may not even really understand what they're watching yet has been a, a lot of fun for us. If I can ask you this, obviously we all know what the Denton Diablos did last year. They won the NPSL championship for the very first time uh, in their history. Uh, Damon Gochner, who is a owner, uh, I would say head lunatic of the Diablos. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love Damon. Damon's fantastic. I, I, I enjoy having him on my show. I know how big of a soccer crazed guy he is. That's why uh, I like him a lot. Um, What's it like now, you know, like you said, you're coming in late into this whole thing, but, you know, to see them have that target on their back, what you as an opponent, what type of target do you see when you face a team like the Diablos who has been established in the MPSL for a while now? Yeah, I don't know that we really focus too much on um, putting targets. I think it's one game at a time. Um, I think what's what's really special is that – I think it's amazing to be able to say that the reigning champions are in our conference, right? Uh, it sets the bar high. Um, it, it establishes a goal for our team that, hey, this conference is, is not easy. Um, and we don't have to worry about whether we're new or not. We just need to come in uh, and realize that every single team we're going to play in this conference is going to be tough. Um, and, you know, we we would love to see that conference uh, – Keep that championship, and we would love to be that team that's uh, at the end of the year um, holding up the, the trophy saying that we won. So uh, I think for us right now, you know, our, our vision and mission is one game at a time and uh, staying humble because the sport can humble you. You can be on top of the mountain one game, and the next game you can go lose uh, nil four like we did uh, at home. And so um, we're just staying humbled and uh, focusing one game at a time and, and remembering that. Uh, if we bring our game plan, we truly believe that uh, our players can can get the victory. So that's what we're focusing on right now. That's absolutely fantastic to hear. And uh, I got to tell you, this is uh, something that uh, I cannot wait to see what you're going to do here in this season so far. Not bad in the standings, you know, currently in sixth place. I know you have a game in hand uh, against some of these teams. Denton right now with two games in hand, but still, though, uh, you're, not, you're, you're in the middle of the pack right now in the Lone Star Conference. Um, since coming in, you know, San Antonio, Laredo Heat, uh, Irving FC, Austin United, Fort Worth, Houston, the Coyotes, you know, all Brownsville, all these teams. What have you learned so far in this, how to play in this conference? Yeah, I think, um, you again, I – what I was just saying, you got to stay aggressive, but uh, you got to go in uh, respecting each and every opponent because I think um, what's what's maybe a little bit difficult, especially we're, we're undefeated on the road. Um, and then when we, we talk about we haven't been able to put a, a win on the board at home yet. And uh, what's special about coming to Lubbock is, you know, again, the, the stands are filled with 4,200-plus people uh, cheering and chanting, and I think the guys have a lot of pressure on themselves to say, "Hey, we want to, we want to show off for our fans." And then on the flip side, 
we've got uh, talented teams that we're facing that are coming in saying, oh, wow, look at all these people that we can go upset if we uh, win this game. So um, we, are, we are focusing right now on just staying uh, rooted in what, who we are and not uh, playing down at any point um, and, and really still learning each other. I think that's the other thing that the standings are what they are right now, but um, the soccer is just now picking up, right? Like we just, we just got in our full roster uh, this week. So um, now we're, we're really going to be able to see what these teams are made of after these first uh, handful of games. And I'm excited to see what happens moving forward, but I'm, I'm really confident in our, our group of guys. What is the main goal here with uh, Lubbock Matadors? Obviously you want to be uh, top notch in the conference, but what else are you looking for? Yeah, listen, I think uh, for us, this club is about way more than just what's being on the pitch. And I think uh, a lot of people get hung up on wins and losses. But for us, this club, and, and from coach, myself, and Hitch, um, the, the one word I would sum up is connection. Um, you know, we, we want to grow this brand to be a national brand. I don't want it just to be uh, a Lubbock brand. And, um, you know, we're seeing mm-hmm. that, I think, uh, with the merch purchases all over the place. But we're really trying to connect this club to youth and community and, and making sure it's about uh, the fans. And so I think the focus for us right now is putting on an amazing event each and every time people come to our games. Um, you know, we'd love to see some out-of-town folks come and experience what uh, the Lubbock fan base has to offer. And uh, we're just growing the, growing the sport right now. Um, and if we get some wins and, and we do well along the way, then that is icing on the cake. But for, but for us, I think the, the mission of the club is the most important, and that's uh, being a staple in our community. That's great to hear. That's wonderful to hear. And I know you're going to do great things uh, in the community, and it's just wonderful. Uh, and finally, um, what's the hope? For next for this season, obviously for next year, there's always that qualification for the U.S. Open Cup. Is that the next step for Lubbock Matadors to try and get into that great big tournament next season? Oh man, I would love to showcase uh, Lubbock and put us on the map in front of uh, the world. And I think our time will come uh, for all of that. Um, I think uh, right now it it is. Let's get through the rest of the season, and um, hopefully we'll we'll make the playoffs and, and be in the, the mix for all of that. But I think uh, with, with such a short runway this year, um, at the end of the year, I think we're going to look back and just be really proud of all we've accomplished. And um, we're just trying to stay grounded in, in who we are and what we're doing right now. But uh, I definitely think if, if we could put ourselves on the map to, to display our, our style of soccer along with, uh, you know, our branding and, and everything about who we are to the world, uh, that, that day will come, and I'm excited about it for sure. Great. Wonderful. Well, let me say this. Good luck on the rest of the season, and uh, thank you, Dustin, for coming on the show, and cannot wait to have you back on again another time. Good luck. Appreciate you, and, uh, yeah, definitely tune in and keep an eye on us. Definitely will. I definitely will. Thank you very much. Uh, so that is Mr. Dustin McCorkle, the general manager of uh, Lubbock Matadors, as uh, we are discussed everything going on over there. And joining me next, of course, we've had this club on before in the past during Open Cup amateur qualifying uh, for this, this tournament. 
but now they are part of the NPSL. It is great to have on, once again, the Philadelphia Ukraine Nationals, a legacy club that has won past Open Cup championships. Joining me right now, Dan Harmon, Director of Soccer Development. Dan, good evening, and how are you tonight? Good evening. Thank you for uh, inviting me to join you tonight. I was listening to the last uh, interview, and, uh, you know, Michael helped us uh, navigate the landscape, uh, how we register, how we apply, what the MPSL League is all about. And uh, I'm so happy to hear, you know, Lubbock is as successful and driven and focused as uh, Mike thought they'd be. So we're just really happy to be invited to, uh, to have a chat with you tonight. Thank you. Absolutely. And, of course, let me just say this. I think you know as well as uh, everyone at the Ukrainian Nationals are, you know, we are all with Ukraine of what's been going on. Thanks. Um, of course, what's over there. You know, our hearts are with the Ukrainian people, obviously. We saw what happened uh, in Scotland at Hampton Park in Glasgow, yes. Scotland, obviously. A big victory in the World Cup qualification uh, for Europe in the, in the European playoff. And now they're going to take on uh, the Welsh uh, over uh, on Sunday, uh, which I understand that the game has now been bumped up to the main flagship of ESPN channel. So uh, great That's to hear wonderful. that. And, um, you know, as always, you know, uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with everyone in Ukraine as well as those. I, I, I know you have – you and everyone at the Nationals must still have family that's over in Ukraine Hopefully they're well and they were able to get out uh, when they were able to. So, listen, I appreciate you saying that. It's, uh, it was incredible to watch that. It was not supposed to happen. And, you know, God, the world works in mysterious ways. And just to watch the reaction uh, of the Ukraine uh, people who are over there trying to, you know, fight for their lives and save their country to get some joy after, you know, months and months of pain. Uh, was just incredible to watch uh, locally. Uh, are we, you know, we have two sides to our club, and our club is is uh, unified for sure. But we have the soccer side, and then we have the Ukrainian side that hosts the festivals and hosts all of the uh, ethnic events uh, that we all love uh, to see. You know, we have upwards of thirty thousand people attend the festivals, so it's just an amazing community. And to watch the heart and the valor. Uh, displayed by the Ukrainian people uh, and to feel it personally with our friends and families at the Ukrainian National Club. Um, that was just a wonderful event to have happen, some goodness finally, right, some happiness for, for the, the Ukrainian people. And, hey, who knows, some stranger things have happened. Maybe they knock off and, and advance and move on. Exactly. Let's talk about the club, obviously, for those – Sure. Uh, uh, that are not aware, obviously a legacy club, in my opinion, uh, in American soccer, a th- two, three-time Thank Open you. Cup champion. Um, uh, and all I can say is, is that it's, it's always a pleasure and privilege to have on clubs uh, from the past of American soccer history to be on this show. Uh, I try to highlight the past as much as possible because if there is no past, there is no yes, present, sir. and then you hope there's totally no future. Agree. What, it, what, what is it about this club that has really been the shining star in the northeastern side of Pennsylvania, especially in the Philadelphia area? Well, uh, for me, I, I can tell you it's just the community and the quality family that we have that's associated with the club 
And we say this all the time, you know, our charter as a club is not only to develop young, talented soccer players, but we really uh, strive to develop young, talented, positive citizens who will look you in the eye, shake your hand, and go out and compete on the field every, every day. And you know you were in a game against a side who could play with anyone in the country, is going to compete hard, and is going to pick you up after a hard tackle because that's the way we play this game. Um, I, I'd be remiss to say uh, I believe we have four open cups, and if I, don't, if I don't get that right, I can't walk back into the bar. I'll tell you that. So I no, 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 no. Walk back into the bar. Walk back into the bar. I'm telling you. I don't want to miss be, the pint. I'm telling you, my friend. So uh, it's four, and if it's not four, then our logo, our new logo is completely wrong and needs to be redone. So um, so for our club, I can tell you, 13 years there, uh, it's been an unbelievable ride. So back in the day, we were U.S. Open Cup for four victories. Uh, the only team in Philadelphia to have a U.S. Open Cup, and we thought three times in a row uh, that the Philadelphia Union were playing in the finals. Man, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be another one, uh, Philadelphian, to, to grab the cup. Uh, but it stands as today. We still have the four Open Cups. And then, you know, we just uh, had a Hall of Fame induction for the 1980s Majors team, who were one of the most dominant teams in the country, and their 87 team were undefeated. And they had players from everywhere in Pennsylvania, right, in Philadelphia area, uh, textile back when they were nationally uh, top five in the country, Temple, Penn, St. Joe's, Villanova. And it was just, you know, the Philadelphia roots uh, moved out from Philly around the club, and most of our coaching staff has Philadelphia soccer roots. We've all played in Philly. We have a hard-nosed style, but we also understand you have to play technically in games and you have to play hard in games. And we try to instill that into our players. And, you know, I've built some great relationships. And, and I mentioned Mike, uh, and I met Mike down in uh, the Dallas Cup with one of my young 01 teams back in the day. And, you know, we built a great relationship out of respect. And the reason, whether it's, you know, FC, if it's, you know, if it's uh, Solar or if it's uh, Baltimore Celtic or if it's uh, Orlando City uh, or if it's Patadores, uh, whoever it is, they understand that if you play the Ukrainian Nationals, you're going to get a game. We might not win every game, and we're not going to lose every game, but that's where you want to be. And you want to build a foundation of expectation with your group that says, this is how we expect you to play the game. This is the culture that we live by. And we compete hard, technically sound, and we're going to play to the last minute, and uh, we think we can compete around the country. So uh, where it's gotten to now and – you know, serendipity is such that we're lucky that we got a chance to be involved with the MPSL. It's been such a wonderful connection from the majors and the older adult league to the national prominence. We feel that we've gotten to on the youth side. We needed a bridge, right? We needed a U23. We needed a, a college player bridge. And we didn't know where that was going to come from. And you know, I, I've been coaching against Mike Gorney for a long time, and he's in you know, hmm. seven national championships, 25, you know, appearances in the national final eight. And he and I have built a tremendous friendship and respect over the years, and we, we said to each other, why don't we do this together? Why don't we build a team of what we believe is the top talent in the region, you know, all respect to Westchester and all respect to PA Classics and all the other 
incredible MPSL teams that are also talented. But, you know, we have a, we had a handful, you know, Mike's won these national championships. My old ones have been to the national final eight twice. Uh, and they know each other and they've all played together. And we said, why don't we try to put this thing together? So talked to Mike Hitchcock and he walked us through, you know, the upside and really the only upside of MPSL. There was nothing negative he could say about it. And in a, in a few short months, we've seen that for ourselves. And, We've assembled, uh, you know, 46 players who, who just want to keep themselves sharp over the summertime, compete for a top spot in the top 18 for NPSL game, and, um, you know, try to do what you talked about at the end of your last call, which is get our club and earn another bid to a U.S. Open Cup. So if you want to talk about how you keep a club together and unify the, you know, the ethnic Ukrainian side and the soccer side, Man, if we could if we could get a U.S. Open Cup bid, uh, you know that would bring uh, some joy to the Ukrainian side for sure to have another chance to to repeat at that. Absolutely, I have to ask you this question, and I mean, you know, so far right now, undefeated and top of the table in the Keystone Conference. How many assistant coaches do you really need? I mean, seriously, <laughs> what do you got here? Two, four, six, eight. Uh, and let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me write. You know, let me, let me, let me read off the names to you. You got Robert Andrews. You got David Castellanos, Roman yeah. Chupiana, Ryan Haney, Matthew uh, Manino, Nima yeah. Monajeri, William Morris, yeah. Thomas Showerman, Matthew Ceroli, and Norman Spiegelman. Really. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, what are you, yeah. Man United? Come on. No, no. We, we need one coach to carry one ball each up to practice. That's how we, <laughs> that's how we handle it. But, uh, no, no. Uh, and, and it's a great question, right? And, I, and when Mike and I put this together, we said, listen, we want to make a run at this for the next three, five years. But what we really want to do is we want to get the top talented young coaches in the Philadelphia area and have them on the sidelines with us. Have them see and feel what it's like to coach, you know, you know, kids from Louisville and George Washington and American and Penn State and, you know, just high-quality players. Uh, they've all played high-quality. Every one of my co- uh, Mike and I's coaching staff, assistant coaches, have all played high-level. Dave Castellanos won a national championship with, with uh, UConn. You know, he was on the U.S. national team. Uh, Matty Menino had a storied career, career at uh, Temple. Uh, Bobby Andrews played a textile when they were in their heyday. So our whole mindset there was, listen, Mike and I are a little bit older, right? And these guys are a little bit closer to the age of the player in, in that, you know, in, that, in, in college. So why not get them involved? We're not going to be able to make every one of these sessions. And just indoctrinate right. them and have them in the fabric of, of growth, really a growth and develop model of, of coaching. That's what it's all about. No, absolutely. I don't blame it all. So, have you yet played Philadelphia Lone Star in the regular season? No. Uh, I probably no. But but no, how much are you guys are chomping at the bit to get this thing going? Though I mean, you know, this is uh, they play like what near uh, the uh, sports uh, complex yeah, down right there, down, right uh, down by uh, the, Philadelphia the, Lone Star uh, Stadium. Yep. Yep. So, yep, you know, listen, exactly. I what mean, we've got mm-hmm. we've gotten everything we could handle in this league, right? Game one, we played a fantastically talented Jackson team. Game two, we played a, a, an old rival PA Classics, great game, two o two o. 
Uh, and then game three, we played an unbelievably talented torch team. So, you know, you want to play in a league where you can win every game and lose every game, and that's certainly what this league is. We still have Lone Star ahead of us. We still have Westchester ahead of us. So we by no means are, uh, you know, reading our own press clippings at 3-0. and You know, it could be 1-1-1. One, one, and one. It could be 1-2. and two. It could be 2-1. and one. Uh, We know what we have ahead of us. But what, what we had last night and this week in training was just a feeling of uh, we're all in this together. You know, this is what we've signed up for. Uh, this is keeping us sharp. And, man, are we tested. If anybody thought that the talent in the MPSL isn't as good as anywhere in the country, they're sleeping on the league, I'll tell you that. And Lone Star is certainly going to be a test. Oh, I bet they will be. I, I bet, look, I mean, there's no sleeping in this conference. There's no sleeping anywhere nope. in the MPSL. Nope. You, either you're ready to play or you're going to get steamrolled. That's for sure. That's for, that's for darn sure. Absolutely. You know, I, I have to say also, uh, you know, just to – uh, uh, talk about, you know, when I had uh, you and uh, some of your members uh, from the front office or from the uh, ownership group on my show the last time, you know, uh, I was so happy to hear how proud all of you were about, you know, not just being on the show, but just, just, just proud of the history of this club and what they have meant to the area and what they've meant to the history of American soccer. I know Steve Holroyd uh, is an American soccer historian and he is in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. I know he probably would love to see you guys too and, you know, check out everything. And don't worry, um, I know there's an invitation for me to come down to check yeah, out is. all it's the medals all, and everything. And yes, sir. don't worry, it's, it's still in the back of my head. I still have it written down. Once I'm, uh, you know, free and clear of everything that I've been going through, I promise. Once, uh, once I can catch I up that. the car and, the, uh, you know, I'm heading down because, you know, I'm not going to give up an opportunity to see one of the most historical clubs, if not of in the start in the entire state of Pennsylvania. Of course, we all know what Bethlehem Steel has done in the past, but sure. uh, you know I definitely want to check you guys out, and I want to check out everything that's going on with that club because you know that for me would really, really uh, uh, it, it tickles my feathers and it just makes me feel so warm and fuzzy inside because you know this is a I feel like just like you. Bethlehem Steel, Greek American Atlas, Maccabee, yep. you know, legacy clubs yep. that deserve to be in the spotlight. Well, I appreciate you saying that, and, and that's the feeling across the board. And we try to instill that in the younger players. Every time we have a Ukrainian national tournament, you know, we have the winner and the runner-up come up to the stage, and Gene Luchu uh, spends 10, 15 minutes with them talking to them about the history of the club. Because uh, it's transient, right? The kids come in, come yeah. out, and they, and they don't know what they're driving into. But we yep. take the time to try to educate them on the history and the rich history that this club has. And, you know, we're trying to just keep that going strong with an MPSL team and, you know, build that infrastructure and build the, you know, build the property out and have a proper stadium and turf field that, you know, fans can come in the area. You know, we, we did a little market analysis, and we – we sit, we sit within 52,000 soccer players within 40 miles of our right. club. Well, guess what, man? Come on over and take a look at some of the best talent in the area in the NPSL League on a Friday night. And that's what we're trying to do. Absolutely. Hey, listen, Dan, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Good luck with the rest of the year, and hope to have you back on again soon. You're the man. Thanks for having me on. 
Thank you for coming on. Dan Harmon is the man care, who is the director of soccer development with the Philadelphia Ukraine Nationals. And now we are going to have on a good friend of mine, a good buddy of mine. And of course, he's heading back down to the state of Texas. It's down to Laredo. And the heat is my, my good friend, the general manager of the club, J.J. Vela. J.J., welcome back. And how are you, my friend? I am doing well. But before we get going, how are you? Are you doing? How are you doing? I am are you doing bad? a lot better. Well? I'm doing Thank a lot God. better. Everything is good. Everything is good. Just went through uh, uh, a solid uh, surgery, and uh, everything is going well. It's going a lot better. And thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Well, we've been we've been thinking about you, so I'm glad that we're doing this call and uh, we can get going and talking about some football. That's right. We're getting ready for some football. Uh, you know, as always, you are the biggest cheerleader for this Laredo Heat team, this Laredo Heat side uh, so far. Uh, Got to say, not bad, JJ. Second place in the Lone Star Conference, just behind San Antonio. What what is what has changed so far for this Laredo Heat team, and why have you been so dominant this season so far? Well, it, it starts with the recruiting uh, with our coach John Powell, whom you we met, uh, we talked uh, uh, last year or two years ago when we were on, and uh, we, we had a good recruiting uh, season. And of course, in the NPSL, I think everybody's touched upon it. Who you talked about? It's a three-month season, so recruiting is huge. And uh, the kids that we have here right now are uh, we're basing everything on, on the college player, and these guys are high caliber and. Uh, Everything has been working out so far. We're halfway through the season already. We're 4-1-1 one, one at uh, 13 points. Um, and uh, San Antonio, yes, they're in first place. We opened up against them. We tied them 1-1. One, one. That was our tie. And uh, I'll say, unfortunately, we had our first loss two nights ago in Austin. Uh, but sometimes uh, we've talked to people and anybody who's played sports, sometimes some losses come at the right time to refocus the, the boys back to where they're supposed to be. Yep, absolutely. And I got to tell you, though, uh, JJ, it's uh, really, really been uh, wonderful to watch and seeing how everything's been going on uh, with your uh, club, obviously. And it uh, looks like you and San Antonio are off to a pretty good start. And, uh, you know, once again, you got to face them uh, at home. And hopefully that'll be a big, big uh, splash when you get to face San Antonio at home. You know, who are the players that you are uh, happy to see progressing nicely for your club? And at the same time, what of that, you know, the big goal scorers, who we have to look for right now? Well, right now we are, uh, you know, believe it or not, we're still in the process of finding all the players. Uh, they're all finding the roles in the, in the game, even though we played six games, like I mentioned halfway. Uh, Lewis Wilson in the back line, who's our captain. Uh, what played for us last year, Leo Morrison as well, a left back. There, of course, I'm talking about our 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 back line, and we're actually doing very well in terms of our goal differential. I don't know if you've noticed the stats. We're also uh, on the top of the league when it comes to that. So uh, our back line has been solid. Uh, we've been doing very well offensively. Uh, a lot of the kids up front. We've got uh, Christian Kalachi. Uh, we've uh, uh, Gabriel Gakovicai, we've got some kids from Colorado Mesa College that are university who are doing very well for us. 
uh, we've got one young man, uh, we call him Surdo, lefty, of course, uh, that's uh, going to be with us. He's actually going to go play in Cal State uh, Fullerton this coming spring, I mean, this coming fall. So uh, he came from a junior college here in town. So, uh, yeah, uh, that, those are the kids that have been – I can't pinpoint exactly just one, but I think all the kids have been gelling and have started to learn their roles in, in the team, and uh, they're, they're hitting in, in all cylinders right now. Our next game is going to be huge uh, a week from uh, – well, from yesterday uh, here in town against uh, the Lubbock Matadors, who are an expansion side, who are also doing very well right now. Yes, they are. I mean, you know, there's, there's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to hide in this uh, conference, obviously. And, and I was talking to um, Dustin, obviously, from Lubbock. You know, you got the defending MPSL champions, the Denton Diablos, uh, you know, in your conference, obviously. And obviously, they have a target on their back. But, you know, when, when you got to go and face the defending champions, what, what is that like for your players? Well, uh, as you know, we've been in that position. Uh, mm-hmm. When we used to play in the USL PDL, uh, when we participated in four of those national championships, so you do have that reputation that, that goes around with you. And then right now is the, the the league champion. Which, by the way, let's give them a shout out. They just won their first game uh, up in Detroit uh, today uh, for the Amateur Cup that's going on. So we just got word. Well, just, well we saw a little bit of it. Uh, and uh, they want, so they'll be playing, I think, I don't know how the game's going between the team from Houston and the Flint City Bucks, but I have a feeling the Flint City will probably be pulling that one out. And they'll be playing Denton on Sunday for this for the championship of the of the Amateur Cup, which, uh, shout out to them and good luck, and they'll re- hopefully they'll represent Texas soccer well and our conference. But uh, how does that feel when you mentioned it's, uh, you have to make sure the players are aware and, you know, at this juncture, every team has new players almost every year. And the kids that come on, the new ones have to realize that administration, management, some of the players that came back know you're the defending champ and they're going to come after you. We're heading up to Denton in about two weeks. So we're looking forward to that one. And, yes, uh, we know that they're the defending champs. And, yes, they do have that target on their back. Yes, sir, and that's what I love to hear. I like to hear the competition. I love to hear the competition coming out of your voice. You know, ladies and gentlemen, this man, I have to say this, this man, and you know, as much fun as he has running this club and watching these matches, so you can hear the competitive juices flowing in out of his mouth and into his body, I'll tell you right now, this man pulls no punches. He's ready to go, and he's ready to fight. I bet you want to lace up those boots and uh, get out there and uh, – Put the ball in the back of the net yourself. That, that'd be awesome at, uh, if they'd allow a 56-year-old to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter how old you are. You know how these things go. <laughs> but I got to say, hey, um, you know, just to hear about, you know, what's been going on. And, and, and how has, um, uh, you know, you, you still get more fans coming in? You're getting more? More fans, you building up that attendance. Everything's going great down there. Oh, from that standpoint, yes, uh, we've had a, we've had uh, three home games, and uh, mm-hmm. everything has been outstanding. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, everything has worked out well, and uh, the fans are coming out. 
we do have a – I'll mention this to you so you know. Our kickoffs are always at, at 8.15 in the evening. And uh, if we mm-hmm. have anybody locally who might be listening in tonight, uh, they always ask us, how come you play so late? There's a reason how come we're called the Laredo Heat. Down here in South Texas, it is hot, especially in Laredo. And uh, yeah. we kick off at 8.15, which is roughly about right now, uh, Central Time. And that's when the sun goes down, and it's at least 100 degrees by the time we kick off. So uh, we make it comfortable for the fans to come out there. You want the football to be burning, not the not the fans to burn. Not exactly. Not the fans, <laughs> not the players. And, and the beer's always cold. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Got to do it. It has to be like that. No, I don't blame you at all. I absolutely do not blame you at all, and I understand completely uh, you know, what you got to do to make sure that everything goes well uh, for the players and for the fans that come over to watch uh, your side play. And uh, you know, all I can say is, is this, is that this has been really a fun ride to listen and you know, have you on the show as always. And uh, you know, all I can say is, is that it, it, it's great to have you on, JJ. I, I love having you on whenever you're able to. And you know, once again, uh, this is really one of the tougher uh, conferences, I believe, uh, that the MPSL has, and you're in, really in the thick of it. And uh, it, it must be fun to watch these other teams coming in and, or when you go to visit them uh, to play these games. It, it is a lot of fun. And as you mentioned, we love the competition. Uh, we won't shy. We won't ever shy away from it. And uh, we've been around since 2004, as as you know, and uh, we have at this juncture just basically made a decision that we have high standards uh, for winning mm-hmm. the product that we put out on the field, and uh, we just want to make sure that uh, the the boys understand that when they when they come into yep. play, and uh, we, and if if we didn't have those high standards, we wouldn't be as successful as we are year in and year out. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know what, JJ? I gotta say, this has been a lot of fun as always. I'm glad that you're back on. The, you came back on the show, and I'm thank you once again for uh, uh, the well wishes. I really do appreciate it. And uh, please come back again whenever you're able to. I cannot wait to have you back on the show. I I am always willing. You send the invite, and we're there. And, and thank you for also uh, before we get going and hang up. Thank you for your support of. Uh, of uh, the MPSL, of local soccer, uh, amateur soccer. Uh, we are, you mentioned it earlier as well, a lot of great teams, a lot of great players at this level, and uh, it's always fun. I always tell people, come out to the game. You never know who you might uh, see out there who next year might be playing in Major League Soccer, might be going to Europe in our case, might be going to Liga MX or something like that when, uh, when, all, when everything is said and done. Absolutely, and it's going to be. I can't wait to see uh, or hear about one of your players making it to that uh, to that league. All right, so JJ, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Um, uh, Once again, uh, uh, JJ, thank you for your time, and have a good night. Likewise, man. Thank you. Thank you. That's JJ Vela, the general manager of Laredo Heat, joining us. And uh, of course, you know, I'm glad I have him back on. Uh, this man, hard at work, getting his players ready to go. That's why I couldn't make it originally. But I'm glad to have him on now. Ladies and gentlemen, the player and the head coach of FC Motown, 
Mr. Gideon Ba. Gideon, good evening, and how are you? Good evening. I'm good, and you? I'm very well. Thank you very much. Before I talk about um, the the club, I have to ask you this because, yes, you came over to the United States uh, to play for uh, the New York Red Bulls. What was it like to be in the big red wedding match at Yankee Stadium, and you scored the seventh and final goal of that, that match? Yes, yes. First of all, I would like to use this opportunity to apologize earlier for not being on time because I had a training session. So, yeah, I want to okay. okay. apologize. Yes. And back to your question, it, it was <laughs> I, I, I could always relive the, those moments because it was one of the – uh, great moments in my career because it was a derby and uh, it was a big game in the MLS history. Like we scored like seven goals, and I happened to score one of them. So it was it was a great game uh, by all standards, but it, it was a privilege to be at that place at that time, and also uh, was an honor to play for the Red Bulls and uh, win those the, win the game by that margin. Absolutely, and that's great. Now let's talk about this moment here. Obviously, you're taking over uh, for Sashi Hot, who uh, did an amazing job. And first things first, congratulations for uh, FC Motown uh, being the club at the amateur level to uh, go the furthest in the U.S. Open Cup and winning that uh, grand prize of $25,000. How was that uh, when you were able to do that? It was, it was an amazing experience. Like, uh, as, as I always say, like FC Motown is, is, is a family with a great personality, great individuals, great character, and great ownership too. Like uh, from from top to bottom, it's a it's a great organization. It's a small club. We keep everything within ourselves. And for us to be the first, uh, like the amateur team, to go further in the U.S. Open was a great achievement. Of course, uh, we're we're not we were looking to go a little bit further because of the quality and uh, and uh, the the talent we had at at our disposal. So. Yeah, it was a great achievement, and uh, uh, used this opportunity to say uh, thank Asashi for doing an amazing job. He's been at this club, and he's run this club at the best ability that he can, and he's put this this, this club on the on the radar. So, you know, it was it was a great achievement. But uh, within ourselves, we know we could could have done better. We know we had the the skill set. We know we had the personality, the individuals to to go. To go so further in the competition to even meet uh, the MLS, uh, MLS club, that was the that was the dream. But unfortunately, we couldn't make it to that level. But um, uh, the fight still continues. We we still have the same ambition, the same drive, and hopefully next next year, next Open Cup, uh, we'll make we'll make it a, a proper intro. Absolutely. If I can ask you this, you know, you obviously you've seen some players from the Red Bull Academy when you were playing with them. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. you're seeing players uh, and these kids here with FC Motown. How mm-hmm. surprised were you to see how much talent uh, we have here in the Northeast, especially in the New York, New Jersey area, uh, for this for football? Yeah, I think the level was was decent. The first time I I was contacted by Scott and I wanted to play for FC Motown and uh, the first game that was even in the fall, even not in the NPSL. I watched couple of games last year. I think the level is decent. We have incredible talent, incredible prospects, I should say, in, in the league. And uh, 
I think if we continue in this in this vein in this direction, I think the league is going to be one of the toughest and greatest. I, I we we played a couple of games this year, and 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 I could say that I could attest to the fact that there's this incredible uh, number of talents in this in this league, and I think uh, kudos to the organizers of this league. You're doing a very incredible job, and uh, yeah, I should say I'm very very impressed. That's great to hear, and that's wonderful to hear from uh, a professional like you that has done so many wonderful things for this sport. Um, if I can ask you this, this conference, obviously, uh, um, a lot of teams here, obviously, you've got to go down South Jersey to face Monmouth, mm -hmm. Atlantic City. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got these teams in the Pennsylvania area, especially mm -hmm. Philadelphia with the Ukraine Nationals and the Lone Stars. Um, how difficult do you think this conference is? Uh, is or has been since you've been here? Yeah, you could see from the standards, like, uh, it's, it's been a difficult, uh, uh, let's say, couple of games, and uh, it's just all due to the fact that the league has improved and the, the league has uh, incredible talent and every team is well-drilled and everything is well-prepared. Obviously, in FC Motown, we have a chip on our back, and every team that faces FC Motown wants to play in the best of their abilities, and that's that's a that's a hurdle we have to we have to climb. I said it's very difficult. There are no easy teams, and even if there are easy teams, FC Motown has, has set that standard, has set that bar. Like we're the best amateur team to do well in the U.S. Open Cup. So it's 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 difficult. Every team plays FC Motown with all their strength, with all their 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 uh, their ability. So it's 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 very very difficult, and we know coming into this season this was going to happen. And we've seen it for the first couple of games. And uh, we as a group, of, we just come together to, to understand the fact that, like, listen, this, this league is not easy. This stop will be, will be going on the road. We'll be playing difficult games at home. And everything that comes is going to play in the best of ability. So we are well prepared and we understand the level of the league. So um, I should say it's, 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 it's pretty difficult, but we are, we are well capable of get, getting through. If I can ask you this, how do you like coaching so far? I mean, I know you're still playing, but is this something you want to do? No, look, look, you know, look, when, when a footballer retires or any athlete retires, uh -huh. yeah. you know, you don't know what uh, is next for you. Do, you. do you like coaching? Yeah. Do you feel this is your next uh, step in life? Um, I should say yes. I, I really love the managerial aspect of it, of the game. You know, of course, coaching mm -hmm. is part, part of it. I, I love to be to be as a like um, as a focal point in every team. Like I I love to be the person that people look up to, you know. And like, I don't know what the future holds for me, but I'm really enjoying this so far because I have incredible like incredible guys in FC Motown in our team. Like it's 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 absolutely amazing, and the kind of response and kind of. Uh, uh, respect and cooperation they, 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 they're showing me so far it's, it's, it's unbelievable of course I, I love to coach like let's say juveniles like U12s, U15 mm -hmm. like those are kids that I want to develop but coaching a men's team I think uh, uh, wasn't something I, I wanted to start off with but I'm telling you it's, it's a great opportunity that was is given to me by Scott and Dan the owners and I'm living it to the fullest. So, of course, I love to play. Of course, I'm still playing actively. Some of the games, I just try to sit on the bench so I could see vividly what's happened. Some of the games, too, I have to step on the field to, to play to help the team. So, 
it's a great balance for me. It's a great balance for me, and I'm really enjoying every moment. Well, that's great to hear. So, listen, I just want to say thank you very much for coming back on, and I appreciate it. I hope to have you back on again soon, and good luck with the rest of the season, and also good luck in your future coaching career. Thank you very much. My pleasure. No problem at all. Gideon Ba of FC Motown joining me tonight here on the MPSL Soccer Show, and I want to thank my guests once again, Gideon Ba of FC Motown, William Portman, right back of Akron City FC, Dustin McCorkle, GM of Lubbock Matadors, Dan Harmon uh, from the Philadelphia Ukraine Nationals, and of course, J.J. Vela, my team. Thank you very much. Don't forget this Sunday, USA versus Uruguay postgame show uh, after the friendly and uh, hopefully we'll get that one going, and we'll talk also a little bit about the USA Morocco game that as well. I couldn't be uh, wasn't able to watch that one, unfortunately, uh, being in the hospital. But that's okay. Uh, once again, as always, enjoy your football. Thank you very much. Have a good evening. Take care. So long, and bye bye for now.